You're listening to Perpessence with Brian Dussel. Hello, and welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dussel. I pulled out an old erase board that hasn't been used for a while. I used a trick someone taught me to clean it. I squirted hand sanitizer on it and used a paper towel to scrub it off. And it was its pretty old, some old dry erase marker on it, and it wasn't coming off. I thought maybe it was permanent marker, but doing that trick, it just comes right off. It's real nice. Anyways, I like to make it a, uh, I like to make a to-do list on my dry erase board. I make it when I get home from work and then I like to complete it by the end of the day. I write to-do list at the top and underline it. I think about the necessities that need to be done, like pay bills, mow the lawn, do the dishes, take out the trash. I even put in parentheses, empty fridge and freezer upstairs and downstairs. Because let's face it, they were in there for I don't know how long, and they're very questionable. Let's just say I don't know what they used to be, but I know what they are now, and, well, let's pretend we don't see that and just throw it away. Then I add one or two creative tasks that I want to accomplish, like uploading an episode or writing on my project for a certain amount of time. I create boxes in front of each task. That way I can just check them off. And I promise it's extremely satisfying to clean your dry erase board, create your list, and check off those boxes like physically. It's like a tactile function. It's a dopamine effect to me. And for me using a phone and like an app and just touching it to cross it off or check it off, just doesn't satisfy me, so I don't go that route unless I'm like grocery shopping or something. I create the list as soon as I get home and make sure it's the first thing I do. That way I don't get sidetracked. I set it in a high area, like a high, I mean a high traffic area with high visibility. And I put it like... You know that vent or fan that's on top of your stove with the light in it? And I put it on top of that. That way, every time I walk by, I see it and it stares me right in the face. So I can't miss it. So even if I do get sidetracked, it's like, boom, there it is again. Got to work on that. I want to experiment on this method. I want to create like a a long-term list as well, so I'll have to pick up another dry erase board and put long-term goals on this. So by doing this, I'll have a daily checklist and a long-term checklist. With the long-term, I think putting a date after each task would be a good idea. It could be a creative goal, like making a garden, or it could be purchasing tires for your cars, or remodeling remodeling your bathroom. I think it'll be a great motivator since I'm a completionist. So this method works really well for me. If you have any surefire ways that motivate you to accomplish tasks, please feel free to email your methods to perpessence at gmail.com. And maybe we can 
put that in a future episode or just post it online or whatever. But I would definitely throw it in an episode. Wanted to talk about something that comes up a lot. uh, Gender and race in today's age. And what I think about it and my views and what I think is going on and how it affects me where I see it going. Short answer, I think it's blowing up out of proportion. It doesn't affect me. And I see it going to desensitize everyone and it won't even be a problem to consider in the future. So I'll elaborate on that. I think it's blowing up out of proportion. This is the age of social media. Everyone wants their voice to be heard. It's a vast sea of voices out there. And I think you already know the loudest voice in the room is the one that's heard, unfortunately. The problem problem is they might not have their heart in the right spot. And people are blindlessly following them. But they may have that one piece of advice that really sings true. You know, that phrase take everything with a grain of salt. That's how you you should look at the world, really. Create a filter with your own mind. Your mind's more customizable than any piece of technology. You will have to choose what you want to filter. This means when you go to listen to someone, you'll have to do your own research to see if it rings true to you. A fact is just an opinion that everyone believes. The sky's blue because... That's what most of us perceive it to be. Therefore, it's a fact. Don't get me wrong. They're scientific truths. That's when you have experiments that are repeatedly tested in the lab by different scientists and come up with the same results. But that is when research comes into play, like I said before. Look for your own truth. Don't just take someone for their word. Research, go out and find it. Create your own voice. Now, that I went off on a tangent. What people say about gender and race doesn't even matter to me. I'm not looking to persuade the whole world what I think about gender and race. That is just something I believe is wrong to do. Everyone has their own opinion. I do think, however, people stick to what is comfortable. So if they are not around a certain race much in their life, it is likely they will develop a biased opinion. Fortunately for me, I have worked in a very diverse workplace. Actually, a lot of my workplaces have been diverse. And I went to college, which was diverse. Very comfortable around races and cultures. Also, I wasn't brought up to hate a certain race. I was brought up to think for myself and accomplish tasks myself. Yeah, it sucked and I had to grow up quick and do everything myself. But in the long run, it benefited me, so... I think people just need to interact more, get out of their shell. Race doesn't matter. It's what you enjoy, your hobbies, the type of work you do, the involvement you have in your life. I try to find that in people. I find commonalities. For gender, it's not something I completely understand, nor is it something that alarms me whatsoever. I had two transvestite teachers in college. That is when I first experienced something outside of my comfort zone. It didn't make me uncomfortable, per se, just confused. But then it turns out, they're a person too. What a shocker. 
My teachers turned out to be pretty cool, actually. Then I didn't even think about their gender. I didn't have time. I was laughing or totally engaged in their, in their teaching. So maybe before, creating a biased opinion on someone that made a choice you wouldn't have made, maybe get to know them as a person. Then you see through their outer shell. And it's their choice as far as gender goes, it, and it's still relevant. That's how I see every gender. I recognize them as they're presented to me in person. I don't develop opinions on things I don't know. I try my best. And it's called having an open mind. That all being said, I like to identify myself as a writer and content creator. The things I love about those passions is when someone else is a writer or a content creator, their gender doesn't even matter. Their heart and brain does. When you look at a brain outside of the skull, you can't tell if it's male, female, gay, trans, fluid, whatever. You also can't tell what race it, it is. It's the same way on paper or content. Gender and race is irrelevant, at least it should be when it comes to writers and content creators. Now their personal gender and race may have an impact on how they write or their creating process. But when someone else is reading, listening, or viewing their content, they're looking past their outer shell. They can't even see the outer shell. They can't see what race or gender they are. They see the inside. So in the future, everything will be out in the open so much that everyone will be desensitized and it won't be a trend in social media or news. That could be wrong, though. That could be completely wrong. I want to talk about changing envy to gladness. Have you ever no noticed people that keep getting wins in their life or keep getting breaks or things are always handed to them, yet you're over here working for everything you have and keep getting knocked down repeatedly? Everyone is set on their own path. You may, pa you may cross paths with someone it may take you off course, but you reset back onto your own path eventually. In the end, you're on your own path. So why should someone else's path even bother you? Would you rather them be suffering? What would that say about you? Making someone else suffer to make you feel better? Imagine that they're a bad person to make you feel good. That's called envy. And yeah, that's not a good trait. There's a way to fix it, though. Instead of view viewing someone at, as he's got it all and I have nothing and this depresses me, why not make a simple shift and just be happy for the person and what they accomplished? If you do that with everyone around you, you all of a sudden have this joy in your life for others. Use that. Use that to push yourself harder and farther. You're not going to get anywhere if you do the same thing every day. You'll get the same results. If what you're doing right now isn't working, what can you do to make it work? Maybe you only get an hour out of the day. If you were actually productive during that hour, that would be seven hours of productivity a week. All of a sudden that builds up and 
you accomplish something really big, so big, people will say, well, I don't know how you do it. You have kids, you have a full-time job, responsibilities. Now, that's going to really boost your confidence. And who knows what that will turn into. It could lead to something you could only imagine in a, in a dream. It could lead to new paths and goals in your life that you would never thought would cross your path. So instead of having envy towards others, have gladness towards others. It may change your entire life. So I've been writing and creating a lot. And finally, it's starting to pay off. And I know I've been silent for a while. But I've been creating audio dramas. And I'm going to play two of the trailers here momentarily. They're audio dramas. They are fictional stories with acting, sound effects, story. It's like Netflix for your ears. The first trailer I'll be playing is a short audio drama. It's a one-off show, and it's called The Pit. It comes out October 30th. The Pit is about Valerie and Glenn regain consciousness and find themselves in an unforgiving situation. And here we go. The second show is called Hitch. A few people mentioned that I should make something for Halloween, so I ended up just doing that. But I like it so much that I want it to be ongoing. It comes out October 31st. Hitch is a collection of unusual stories. Get on your Hitch app and take a ride with Brian as he tells you about his scary, bizarre, and mysterious encounters while working at Hitch. And here's the trailer. My name's Brian. I work for a company called Hitch. It's a ride-sharing business where you hire a driver with an app on your phone, perfect for the socially awkward and the heavy drinkers who tend to be socially awkward. A lot of unusual things have happened since I worked at Hitch, like paranormal activities, a crazy hot vegan serial killer chick, a murderer you'd find in 80s movies, and strange and unusual events. Maybe you know one of these people in these stories. Maybe you are one of those people in the stories yourself. Maybe you have a strange and unusual story. Well, stay tuned, because this October 31st, you can hear these stories about Hitch. You can find these shows on your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, and YouTube. I would really appreciate if you give them a chance. Subscribe, like, listen, share. This is my passion, and I'm spending my free time doing this. I'm working up to 60 hours a week, got my two kids, and I'm, I get tired, but I just have the strength and the passion to really do this. 
and having your help would really boost my confidence. So I'm going to continue working hard. Feel free to drop me a line. Let me know what you're doing. Go out there and be creative. All right, I'm out of here. See ya.